Hey, hey, Hockey Town, this is Austin Goodman coming to you from Impact Sports, giving in-depth analysis and opinion on the Detroit Red Wings. Octopi Hockey Town is your one-stop shop for Red Wing game, news, features, injury reports, and other information that are essential to Wings fans everywhere. Thank you so much for tuning in today as we review the 2014 Bridgestone Winter Classic. This game faced off between two bitter rivals from the early 50s and 60s in the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Detroit Red Wings. Going into the game, the Wings were currently 4th place in the Atlantic Division, tied with Toronto at 45 points in 41 games played, which comes out to just being over 500 for both teams. The Wings and Maple Leafs rivalry hasn't been much of a topic of talk for many years now. Not only have the teams been in different divisions since 1998, but they haven't met in the playoffs either. Well, let's forget about the playoffs. It hasn't been possible because until December 22nd at the Air Canada Center, the Leafs and Red Wings hadn't played a regular season game against each other since January 7th of 2012. Red Wings and Leafs faithfuls are looking at this game to be Pretty exciting, considering the teams are finally in the same division, and then the, and the NHL is considering the same of the rivalry. In the last half of the century, the Wings and Leafs had, fa- had faced off. In the last half of the century, the Wings and Leafs have faced off just three times in the postseason. In the 1987 Norris Division Finals and the 1988 and 1993 Norris Division Semifinals. But realignment has put the two teams in the same 17 Atlantic Division, where they can revive the rivalry once again. A little bit of background for this rivalry is that the two teams have met in 117 Stanley Cup playoff games. Now, there was an alumni showdown between the old-timers, the young-timers, but all of which are veterans of both the Red Wings and the Maple Leafs for many years now. The alumni games showcased some of the best Detroit Red Wings and Toronto Maple Leafs of all time. In the first game, there were forwards Dallas Drake, Jimmy Carson, Martin LaPointe, Peter Klima, and also defensemen Jason Woolley, Aaron Ward, Stephen Duchesne, Matthew Dandenall, Yuri Fisher, and Matthew Schneider. In net, we had GM Ken Holland, and then our ambassadors for the game were Gordie Howe, Ted Lindsay, and Vladimir Konstantinov. The coaches were Scotty Bowman and Barry Smith. Now on the Toronto end, we had Mark Osborne and Brad May on forward. On defense, we had Jamie McCoon and Brad Marsh. Of course, all of these players were joined by many veterans of the game that were also stellar in their time. I'm naming off players. You know, that gave me a little bit of a push to get so... To get, to get a big passion to the sport, some of these players really do have an impact on a, lot of, on a lot of different things. Now for the Game 2 rosters, I mean, it's pretty stacked here, folks, for the Detroit Red Wings. On forward, they had Steve Eiserman, Brendan Shanahan, Igor Larianoff, Mickey Redman, Thomas Holmstrom, Chris Draper, Kirk Maltby, Darren McCarty, Joe Kerr. I mean, on defense, they had Nicholas Lindstrom, Chris Chelios, Larry Murphy, Mark Howe, Paul Coffey, Brian Rafalski. In net, we had Chris Osgood backed up by his longtime friend, Manny Legacy. Also, the coaching staff was Scotty Bowman and Barry Smith. Uh, I forgot to mention Sergey Fedorov and Doug Brown for our forwards. Now, that is a stellar all-star team that you wish you could see on the ice these days. On the Maple Leaf side, we had a couple big-time names coming out there. We had Daryl Sittler. We had Wendell Clark on forward. 
Um, on the defensive end, we had Bob McGill, and then in net, we had actually Curtis Joseph, who used to play for the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, our coaching staff was Pat Quinn and Red Kelly, a uh, longtime coach for the Maple Leafs. In this game, it's kind of funny because this player got the only goal in the shootout. He wasn't much of a shootout-type player when he played in the game. Of course, there really wasn't a shootout too often, but you, you saw this guy more as a gritty player in front of the net. Thomas Holmstrom scored in the alumni shootout to give the Detroit Red Wings Game 2 alumni team a 6-5 to victory and sweep the two-game NHL alumni showdown outside of Comerica Park before a crowd that came out to be 33,425 people on that Tuesday afternoon. Nicholas Lidstrom actually had a goal and an assist, and Brennan Shanahan also scored. Iserman didn't exactly get on the score sheet, but uh, he definitely got a big ovation from the fans considering he played his entire 22-season career and won three cups in the red and white. Now, Yuri Fisher was the youngest player at 33 years old going out there who had a goal and an assist. In fact, Yuri was forced to retire at the age of 25 after having a heart attack on the bench during a Red Wings game on November 20th, 2006. I actually remember this game. It was a huge tragedy seeing this guy go down. He was an amazing player, really gritty, really strong, big player. Now he's going, he's coaching, he's helping develop small kids to uh, to live the dream that he unfortunately had to cut short prior to the game i'd said you know this game was going to be strong it was going to be big it was going to be it, it, it was going to change a lot of things for both the toronto maple leafs and the detroit red wings the toronto maple leafs have a poor history they haven't been to a lot of playoffs in the past few years the red wings they're going for their 22nd consecutive playoff appearance but it is important for both of these teams the detroit red wings right now are not playing to the caliber that they're used to be playing. They, this is a team that goes out there that truly defeats you. And we haven't seen that out of the Detroit Red Wings club all season. As for the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Toronto Maple Leafs are sitting pretty right now. They're tied with the Detroit Red Wings team. They are contending for the first time in many years. Randy Carlisle, Dion Phaneuf, Phil Kessel are all essential, essential pieces, two players and the head coach, that really pull this team together and bring them to fruition. Now, in the score of the game, I don't think it exactly reflects what actually happened. We had a 3-2 victory for the Toronto Maple Leafs in a shootout. I don't think that exactly represents what happened here at the big house in Ann Arbor. Now, as I was, we're going to go back a quick second. I did say that there were three things that were going to come in for strong variables of this game. The Detroit Red Wings, their goaltender, Jimmy Howard, has not had a stellar season whatsoever. He is a good goalie. He is strong in his head. He is strong. He can play the game for 60 minutes, give you hard minutes, give you solid saves, and give you an opportunity to win the game. But we have not seen that Jimmy Howard all season long until the Winter Classic. Jimmy came out there and played the way that he knows he can play. Will he continue to play this way? Nobody really knows. Jimmy Howard is the kind of player that you can go, you can get uh, half of a season out of him, but it might be a little bit rocky. My biggest concern for the Detroit Red Wings right now has to be their goaltending. It hasn't been consistent. Of course, everybody else is going to say it's the injuries. Yes, it is the injuries, and that's something you get to later because that is a way, way bigger issue 
but when you don't have consistency in net and you don't have consistency on the ice, there's no consistency at all, your team isn't going to go out there and win these games on the stage that the NHL is on. If the Detroit Red Wings were still in the Western Conference, they wouldn't be in the playoff picture. In fact, they'd be towards the bottom of their division. That's not something that Red Wings fans and faithfuls really, truly have seen in, I don't know, 25 years? Uh, The Red Wings have been good for a very, very long time now, folks. It's a completely different element these days. This Detroit Red Wings team needs Jimmy Howard to play well. Personally, Jimmy getting for the getting the call for the game, I didn't like it at first. I thought Gustafson had the hot hand right now. He's been hurt. They're not going to push him. They're not going to press him. So they gave Jimmy the start. Jimmy realizes that he needs to be the top goaltender that he knows he can be. Because if he doesn't, he's going to lose his spot to Gustafson, who really has been playing stellar this season. The guy has a 2 0.39 goals against average with a 0.914 save percentage. Uh, only 39 goals against, 11 wins, 3 losses, 2 in the overtime. The guy is playing well, and Jimmy needs to fight for his job. I think in the Winter Classic, he did. He put out a lot of good saves. He stoned Dion Phaneuf on a couple occasions. Really, the Toronto Maple Leafs were only being pushed by players like Dion Phaneuf, Tyler Bozak, Phil Kessel. They have a couple of players that really push. The Red Wings, they use everybody. They need everybody to be on board. And then that transpires into the injury issue. If the Wings injured players come back out and play up to the par that they were playing before they got injured, and when they have all of their players around them to work off of, they can easily come out with a victory in any game that they play. Now understand, these injuries to Justin Abdelkader, Johan Franzen, Pavel Datsuk, Henrik Zetterberg, Gustav Nyquist, Jimmy Howard, Jonas Gustafsson, Daniel Alfredson, Patrick Eves, Darren Helm, who is a fantasy story that could be a great player if he just stayed on the ice, Jonathan Erickson, all of these players on a team make a team great. And when you don't have those players, you're not going to be competitive in the NHL. If you don't have your studs, and we have a lot of them, then you're not going to be competitive. They have a good farm system in the Grand Rapids Griffins, getting players up like Riley Sheehan and Thomas Yurko. Thomas Tatar has had a breakout season. He's playing great. Gustav Nyquist, when he's healthy, he's playing great. Yoko Manderson is pulling it together. Thomas Yurko had a challenge on the top line with Pavel Datsuk and Todd Bertuzzi when Henrik Zetterberg went down and Johan Franz and adjust an applicator as well. We have the pieces and the parts, we just need to put them together. Obviously, that's going to transpire onto the ice. If your players aren't 100%, they're playing in a not 100% element-filled game. It was, go- it was cold, it was snowy, the ice conditions were difficult for both teams. These are both two young teams that needed a victory. Fortunately for Toronto, they came out with two. We only came out with one point. The Red Wings are n- embarrassed by something like that. They really, really are. They understand that they need to win the big games. It was who was going to win. I had here who was willing to play against the elements. Toronto was more likely to play against the elements, you would think, by just looking at the score. The Red Wings did pose a challenge to the Toronto Maple Leafs. They put it to them. They put a lot of shots on Jonathan Bernier, who had a great, great game alongside Jimmy Howard on the other end of the net. 
he also had a great game, but Bernier, Bernier stopped so many shots, and he was just playing on his head. I mean, he had 43 saves, only allowed two goals, had a .953 save percentage on the day. Both goals were on even strength. I mean, he wasn't letting up any power play goals. The guy came out to play, and the Red Wings weren't ready for it. Daniel Alfredson and Thomas Tatar both missed the net in the shootout. Pavel Datsuk even scored. They couldn't get the win. Joffrey Lupo and Tyler Bozak finished up the game for the Toronto Maple Leafs. The crowd came in at 105,491 fans that were just mashed into the big house on New Year's Day for this Winter Classic game. There was a lot going on around these players, and they had a lot to get through, aside from the vintage-style one-game-only jerseys and the hundreds of thousands of fans screaming for their respective teams. There was a snow-filled game that was played under the lights at Michigan Stadium. Players were wearing facial gear to shield them from those strong winds filled with snow and brisk air. Benches were being heated using a mechanism that was installed under the seats to keep players toasty before they could step back out into the ice. We were getting about a half of inch of snow an hour, was reported by one of the correspondents down by the ice in the middle of the game. As the snow piled up and the players got used to the 13 degree temperature alongside that half of inch of snow per hour, they began to get a feel for the game. There were no goals in the first period. Everybody was just trying to get past their little bit of an excitement, a little bit of a you know culture shock almost. Michigan really brought it out for for hockey. The NHL in general, the rivalry, a shootout tells a completely different story from the course of the actual game. The Red Wings had way more shots on Jonathan Bernier than the Toronto Maple Leafs had on Jimmy Howard. But the Toronto Maple Leafs' individual players beat Jimmy Howard twice, and Datsuk only beat the goalie once. I mean, that that's a, the shootout victory is a completely different victory in my mind than the rest of the Winter Classic. I think the game was great. I don't think that it should have been decided by a shootout. That isn't fair. That ends it right away. Granted, that sound, it sounds like a fan opinion, but it's not. It's an opinion for the game. A lot of people feel that the shootout is almost just ending games too quickly, not giving the real team that deserves the victory the chance to win. And of course, it, they were all gritty goals instead of something pretty, a beautiful slap shot, a nice wrist shot from the point. No, there was none of that. It was hard deflections, tip-ins, people going to the net. Justin Ablicator had a nice goal. Dion Phaneuf put a couple of shots in the air that were deflected by relative teammates. And then also Brendan Smith was putting out a bunch of assists, a bunch of crisp passes, playing like he wanted that number two defensive spot. Of course, the number one star of the game, Jonathan Bernier. I agree with everything that everybody has to say about Jonathan Bernier. He's trying to win that number one goalie spot over Reimer. He wants it. He's fiending for it. Bernie, I think Bernie's got it. I think Howard played a great game. I think Brendan Smith also came out there and had a great game. And then, of course, the leader, Dion Phaneuf, really pushed his team to play one of the more excellent games that I've seen Toronto play all season. We beat them on their home ice in our first showdown of the season uh, with a score of 5-4 to four in the shootout. I didn't think it was going to happen again here in the Winter Classic. I thought it was you know, just going to end off you know, a couple goals here and there, probably a 4-3 a to three game, but I didn't expect a shootout. And we got one. Didn't tell the exact story. It's a little bit of a disappointing loss for all Detroit Wings fans. 
congratulations to the Toronto Maple Leafs, of course, for winning the game. They played strong. Both teams showed good things for the second half of the season. And, of course, it's all about getting those two points at the end of the game. The Red Wings need to get back on track. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Winter Classic Review, brought to you by Impact Sports Radio at Michigan State University. Again, guys, I'm Austin Goodman saying to lace up those skates and keep on skating.